Dodge Yahoo, Phantom of the Forest, you spear, finger, fire, dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Cave creature, mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire, rape, what else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some blubber, cast the thunder brothers, don't you dare get out of the golf cart. We can keep our fixies while we hunt the fixies. Smelly gastroteen, red island bear beast, silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average. Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus beast, wild wild woman, Ohio grass man again. Technically, huckleberry wolf, man of wolf county, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. A is werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. And I'll get some lumber, catch the Thunder Brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats while we hunt the Big Feet This here's Big Feet, the only comedy podcast about mountain monsters that is officially endorsed by Bigfoot. I'm Robert Brockway, and yeah, that's real, he said that. Prove me wrong. I'm... Here to introduce myself. I'm Sean Baby from the internet. I'm ready to catch me a Bigfoot. And I'm Jason Pargin, the third member of the... Uh, did we come up with a name for our for our squad that is chronicling the adventures of this Bigfoot hunting squad? Have it we named ourselves? It has to be an acronym of some kind. We'll have that by the fourth episode because we're, it, it, and again, like, like Mountain Monsters, it takes a while for the format to. I have one. Awesome investigators of a dangerous series. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it yeah, is... No matter how many times you pitch it. <laughs> I think it's catchy and that's not a pun. <laughs> Damn it. We're going to have to cut our third episode. <laughs> You guys have to understand that Sean grew up in a certain era and he finds certain things funny and always will. <laughs> even as the world has changed right, the world around has him. changed around me. What a great <laughs> great place to go into our plugs now. <laughs> Who wants to go? Jason, you want to now? Yes, I am an acclaimed author of novels. Uh, my newest one coming out that's up for pre-order now is called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It is in one of the Zoe Ash sci-fi novels. It's the third one, but they're episodic. You can start You can start with the one that's not out yet if you want to for some reason. Um, but otherwise, and I'm also Jason K. Pargin on all of the social media, including on TikTok, where I have a quarter of a million followers. It's <laughs> funnier every time we check in. Uh, it's how you're going to be remembered after you die. Your your influence on meme culture on TikTok. Uh, Sean, plug something. I am part of an all star writing cast at one nine hundred hotdog dot com. Uh, we are supported by patrons on patreon.com slash one nine hundred hotdog. So go there and help keep the very very last comedy website alive. And I am co-host of the Dog Zone 9000 with uh, 
Well, this is a crazy coincidence with Sean, baby. Famous huh. Bigfoot hunter, me? Yeah. <laughs> and we find uh, the world's best and most forgotten garbage to joke and hilarify. There we go. Uh, listen to that after you listen to this. It's or, the best. Or don't. I'm not I love our job. I'm going to miss it so much when the internet is just like two tech monopolies mining people's wit for money. Yeah. Next week is going to suck. Yeah. Next week is going to real suck. <laughs> it's- all right could ai generate this podcast a podcast chronicling the uh, the all every single episode of this bigfoot hunting reality show that was when it aired was probably literally watched by between two and three thousand viewers being generous would it, of course would it even occur to an ai to do this no and that's why they're better than us <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> we're, we're not, going to lose. Tron didn't get us in the first episode with the WGA thing. You're not getting us <laughs> off into a six-hour talk about AI. We're here to talk about Mountain Monsters, the best hillbilly X Files ripoff that will ever be. We'll never beat it. Uh, in the last episode, we almost proved that big dogs were real, but not quite. I want to interrupt. I'm not sure it's an X Files anymore because last episode, the entire concept of their Scully got completely defeated because they proved to their skeptic that devil dogs were real. I don't think he's ever going to do it again. And he will have no problem in this episode believing in the Ohio grass man. He might. In none of the episodes is is Buck a skeptic again. In the last episode, Buck did not believe in the devil dog, which was just supposed to be a big weird dog. Uh, But now they did capture some normal dogs and that was was enough. That was enough for Buck to be like, well, normal dogs do exist. They're right. So... (laughs) If, you can't rule out if, any dog. If, if these dogs exist, logically, it only makes sense. I think they tried. Blood-sucking devil dogs also exist. <laughs> you have to follow. You have to follow the rationality, people. You just ha- had to convince me the dogs. <laughs> you just. <laughs> I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until I forgot about it. <laughs> I think they were just trying out the dynamic of like, is this show better when we have a skeptic? And what they figured out is no, that's, that was no, not better. That was not better. No, because a skeptic shreds the show to pieces <laughs> because they don't have the budget to produce anything that would convince a skeptic. So all you get is look at this print in the ground. It looks exactly like somebody took a Red Bull can and pressed it into the dirt three times. This is that's actually a, a, a great point because. Even though it was just Buck and he didn't have anything except for the script said he was a skeptic, he if the script didn't say he lost all of those arguments, they cut away from those scenes and Buck was winning. Buck was winning like yeah. that could have been a mountain lion. They were all just like, fuck. Yeah, those, those coyotes actually could have been killed by several things, including people. <laughs> could have been a poacher. Yeah, but... Hard cut into Wild Bill falling out of a tree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we Um, also, I think we do need to establish a ritual in our format. Every time we introduce the creature, I've already mentioned it is the Ohio Grassman. Somebody needs to briefly check to see if that is a thing, because we found out with the last episode, they invented a creature for mountain monsters. These are not like actual folklore creatures in every case. This is a real. This is a real guy. Oh, sweet! Fast we got a real one. Well, it's time to tackle him. The, uh, the, the big he one. was hunted on a show called Monster Quest in two thousand eight. So uh, he's and they already got him? been hunted by a team of experts. And they got him uh, just like these guys. I don't think they got him. It doesn't oh. seem they got him in the episode. 
See, that's why you got to watch Mountain Monsters. They get them. You get them every time. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's our first Bigfoot episode, and you can see them like sense. This is this is the sea change. This is the momentous yeah. occasion. They'll hunt other monsters occasionally, but like Bigfoot is the meat and potatoes. So uh, they're Bigfoot we'll, men from here on out. Let's get into yep. it. Uh, and to be, to be clear, and for those only for some reason started this in the third episode, when we say Bigfoot in this in the world of mountain monsters, Bigfoot describes an entire category of being. Of which there are th- thousands. Yeah, it's a genus. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's an all. It's like it's like there there are birds, and you know there are mammals and reptiles, and then there are big feet. Some of them it's have good. lightning powers. Some of them marry young Indian girls. <laughs> if you're if you're on the fence about this podcast and where it will go, uh, both of those things he just said are things that happen in this show later. <laughs> not this not this episode, but this show eventually gets to. Uh, to Bigfoot marrying Indian girls and getting lightning powers. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the Indian girls, uh, one of my favorite tropes of the show, where one of them will, will bring something up during the improv and the others will disagree. Someone will be like, you know, I heard that uh, the devil dog can fly. And the other one has to be like, no, the devil dog can't fucking fly. Stop saying the devil dog can fly. And they'll have <laughs> to kind of like, because they're not yes and all the time. Some of them are like, that, I, I think you're wrong fellow improviser. They're not even We're going to get an, a, an example of that in this episode. That's yeah. wonderful. They're, they're not even no but. They're no fuck you. No fuck you for saying <laughs> that. And then we're just going to have a fight right now on camera. <laughs> Alright, so this is episode three. It's season one. Uh, the Grass Man of Perry County. They, they're going to New Straitsville, Ohio because Jeff got a video from a Joe. New, from, New Straitsville, Ohio is so good. It's, it's such so a great good. name. It it's like... So uh, where where you only use the the bathroom of the gender assigned at your birth? It's what I would call like an ironically normal town in like an Alan Moore comic, where you know it's yeah. going to be a normal town. Yeah, there's a murderer living there or something. It sounds uh, like uh, that Mister Show sketch where he has like that diverse crew and they do Operation Hell on Earth to like do like a a, a racially motivated reimagining of the of America. Do you remember that sketch? New Straitsville would be where, like, they would put, like, the uh, the gay people who got the conversion therapy, is, is my point. <laughs> that is a deep cut. A very a deep cut. Very deep cut. That was a formative uh, show for me. I love Mr. Show. I think most people should watch Mr. Show. Watch that instead of this. Or what? No. <clears throat> wait. <laughs> All right. So Jeff got a video from Ohio Joe. Uh, it's a blurry shadow. Uh, hard quotes here on walking out of an outhouse because uh, it is it is very clearly huge and in the shape of a Bigfoot, uh, but yeah. the shape doesn't move at all as it glides away. It just kind of bounces around, so it could not be more clear that it's a piece of cardboard they've cut out and backlit yeah, and bounced away. Home alone. It's a home alone. Day. It's a they're pulling a they're, they're pulling a Bigfoot home alone. The classic <laughs> classic Bigfoot home alone on them. Uh, and Jeff immediately, as soon as he takes a look at that, says, well, I believe this is the Ohio grass man. <laughs> <laughs> Described as a, a traditional Bigfoot, only bigger. Right. Uh, this one's eight or nine feet tall, a thousand pounds, which I thought that was the size of Bigfoot. Yeah. That's how what big I, is Bigfoot supposed to be? Is Bigfoot like six two? Like, what is, <laughs> is Bigfoot like shorter than Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot six two, you know, like a buck, yeah. buck seventy, buck eighty. <laughs> you just got big feet. Yep. But everything's bigger in Straitsville. 
Uh, but here we start our recurring gag. Unfortunately, it's at Jeff's expense again. Uh, he says, look at him. Look at him next to that uh, hunting shanty. And Je- Jeff says, well, that's not a hunting shanty. That's a deer stand. And then they all at the same time say, that's what a hunting shanty is. And Jeff's all embarrassed, goes, oh, that's nicer. So that's that's our fucking running joke for the episode. That sucks. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, too bad. that's too bad that we got that one. Then we got that one the whole episode. Yeah. So it's time for them all to overload a pickup truck and drive all the way to Ohio. Uh, the gra- the grass man's main turf, as they put it, which I just love, is Eastern Ohio. His main turf. He's got secondary turf in Virginia or something. Uh, it is real cute. Now, they start to explain the local lore. The grass man was first seen by immigrants in the 18th and 19th century. Uh, Huck chimes in with a lot of coal miners, ain't there? And Jeff says, yeah, 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 of course. But them old coal miners, when the mines closed, they turned into bootleggers. Chekhov's bootlegger. I was really hoping you were going to say grass men. <laughs> they turned into bootlegging we grass We all men. thought that's what he was going to say. My job's dried up. You had no choice but to, <laughs> but to go into the woods and become a knight. <laughs> The third straight episode. Been seeing them since the 1700s. Yep. Not at all clear if the Grassman is a singular immortal creature or a species of creature that for some reason only inhabits this one town in Ohio. Uh, Trapper it's clarifies a little bit. A crew says, of miners that went mad. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that would be that would be a great episode. I would love it if that's the direction this took. That would be like a solid X-Files episode. But of course that's not what happens. What happens is so much better than that. Uh, <laughs> Trapper explains lots of times they'll just go right out and build them a nest, which is my yeah. favorite part of Mountain Monsters Bigfoot lore is that they nest. The first thing he says is like, tell me about it. Well, they, they love nests. They're a nesting species. Of course, they lay eggs and they have to, the mama Bigfoot has to sit on them. And in the best bit of like Chekhov's gun foreshadowing, uh, these nests look a lot like just piles of sticks yeah. <laughs> that have been quickly thrown together by, by a camera crew and, and five out of shape men. Actually, Jeff even dials this in. I feel like they're finally getting somebody's reading a book on like story structure. They're finally yep. getting it. Cause Jeff now says that, you know what? Sounds like a good place to find a grass man down in one of them deep hollers looking for moonshine. <laughs> Why? Uh, it, I don't think he meant to imply that, that the Bigfoot would be looking for moonshine, but maybe he means to imply that this Bigfoot has an alcohol problem. Right. And that's how they're going to lure it. I'm one of my, my, my favorite pieces of dialogue in this entire show so far. Buck chimes in to say, why do they call this thing? The grass man, which is the dumbest question I've ever heard. (laughs) And Trapper says back in the 18th century, the settlers seen this human looking creature. He was in the grassy plains. They called him, they called him the grass man. (laughs) <laughs> it's just the dumbest fucking answer I've the ever dumbest heard. Dumbest answer to the dumbest question. <laughs> Gotta understand, people weren't too creative back then. <laughs> Why on earth do they call him the grass man? Well, he's a man in the grass. Yeah. All right. If he was walking by a pool, they would have called him public pool man. <laughs> uh, Jeff has one more piece of information. He warns you that if they smell it, if you smell rotten eggs, get out of there. That's the grass man. They've got an odor. Boy, it's unbelievable. That's Jeff's <laughs> wisdom. Kind of lead the scene on the odor. It's unbelievable. A lot of seeds being planted here in the start of the episode. Yeah, they're getting good at it. They're finally really good picking at it storytelling. Up. 
They because they also talk about the nest. They're like, oh, you'll know it when you see it. It's like a stack of sticks, like an igloo. A brushy igloo. Of course, a Bigfoot nest. Now we'll know it when we see it. Uh, So they're off to see their first witness, who is Joe, a 50-something prospector. I don't have to say that. Uh, He tells the story of how he saw the grassman. What's his his job again? Uh, I don't remember what his job is. Uh, They had him as deer hunter. Oh, he's a professional deer hunter. Of course. Obviously. Uh, well, he saw again, it. people who live in the rural parts of America, they don't work. No. They, they literally are just woodsmen who just live and, and hunt. It's it's basically you're basically in 1773 when you you go outside of the country's major metropolitan areas. They curse and throw sticks at cars thinking they're demons, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so they goes to tell, Joe goes to tell a story. And what his story is, I saw it up by the shanty. And then they all wait. And that's it. That's the end of the story. He saw it. Like, <laughs> he saw it up by the shanty, and like he did not take an improv class. He, they found him. They found him down, down at the gas station, offered him fifty bucks. Uh, they all pile into the, their outdoor golf carts and arrive at the shanty. Uh, they give Jeff a little bit of shit again. Fucking well, deer stand, and Jeff takes the measurement. Uh, Trapper says. Well, he takes the measurement and it's it's as they expected. It's like eight and a half, nine feet. And Trapper says something that big. It'd be easy to miss it out here because there's nothing out here. What? Well, hold on. What? Do you want to dissect that sentence? It's like something that big. And then you think he's going to be like, say something about how you couldn't miss it. But it would be easy to live out here because there's nothing out here. I think that's like when you say something that sort of goes against common sense, like how it feels smart to a dumb person. I feel like that's what we're dealing with here. Like where he's like, he's, it's so big, it's small. It's so, it's so big, you can't see it. It's like, yeah. And it's also proven false because they got it on video. They're here because he got it on video, walking right past exactly where they're standing. So no, you would and see yeah. it. Because he did. Nobody missed it. Now, Joe says, when I was a kid, I used to go ginseng with Grandpa, which threw me a little bit. But apparently every hillbilly does it. It's not weird. Every hillbilly does it. Uh, There's places out. And he says, there's places out here people have never even been. So he's claiming there's uncharted territory in Ohio. Uh, Joe can, (laughs) can prove that crazy fucking statement and says, well, I saw me a holler once with my grandpa and I said, what's down there, grandpa? And he said, I don't know. I don't want to climb down there and climb back out. And that means people have never been there. Never been there. <laughs> <laughs> the pioneering spirit of America ends here. <laughs> it's the slope of this holler. Fucking, I don't know, kid. I don't want to climb that. I'm old. And he's like, that's unexplored territory. You couldn't, you couldn't go to, you need a rover of some kind. So got a Bigfoot rover. They're going down there. Where man cannot be. <laughs> I don't even know if there's oxygen down there. Yeah. Well, when Lewis <laughs> and Clark made their way west, there was a lot of places they didn't go because they were like, nah, there's kind of like a little dip. We don't want to go into the dip. Yeah, it's it going to be hard. hard to get out. It looks hard. And that's why to this day it's called It Looks Hardville, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they immediately cut to a night investigation. They're in that deep holler where no man can go. No man has ever set foot in this before. We've just hyped this up. Uncharted territory. 
Trapper says, we're in the grass man's domain. We got to figure out his travel path so we can put a trap up. So we're already just trying to trap him. Right. We've known about his existence for seconds. Uh, he's done nothing. We've we've established nobody's ever even really seen him. So they're like, yeah, we're going to trap him. <laughs> he like took a crap in that hunting shanty. <laughs> we got to get revenge. They hear some light rustling in the forest. And of course, you know what that means. They found oh, yeah. Bigfoot on their first night in the first place they looked within the minutes. Luck. It is it is Bigfoot. They introduce a proud mount, mountain monsters tradition here where Buck falls in the creek. And I feel like this is the, fr- I think this is the first time they've done that, right? <laughs> it is. Something happens before that, though, that might explain oh. Buck's state of mind. Okay, for sure. So Trapper explains they'll pick up a short log and beat on a tree telling you it's his territory. and You get the hell out. And then he clarifies, but if we hear that, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so we're gonna, <laughs> If we hear that, we're going to fight him. And they chase him to a sheer cliff face and conclude it's it's only they don't say, but it's implied like, oh, my God, how do you get out of here? Can Bigfoot fly? No. And then fucking shit. A huge log comes flying at them from the night. Probably <laughs> it's not Probably. shown on camera. <laughs> and they duck and Huckleberry says, Trapper, this ain't a good situation. Exactly like that. Cut to commercial recap for I want to say five straight minutes. It's been, yeah. there's been 15 minutes of show. Uh, so we're just basically just playing the show back at this point. Uh, we get our first glance at the CGI Bigfoot. Sean, you want to tell me about them thighs? Oh my God. These thighs are so luscious. They're real luscious on this one. This thing is 90% thigh. It's like an orangutan, uh, but then take away the orangutan and just replace it with lusty thighs. Now, see what I got from this, from the upper portion of the CGI, and I think they're learning their their show very well, because what they what they actually have when they show very grainy footage, very barely there that they'll show later, is a really shitty ape costume. Right. And so what they've done is made the CGI look like a really shitty ape costume, so that when they show it, they're like, "Yeah, that we got him. That's what Bigfoot looks like." <laughs> Prior to Buck falling in the creek, they make a very big deal as they're walking through the woods. They say three or four times what incredibly rough terrain this is. Like, this is seriously yeah. rough terrain. Like, this is, you know, it's like in old Vietnam movies. You hear them talking about, like, like you know, this is this is some serious jungle going through, some serious bush we're going through here. Like, like it's, uh, and then you see them walking into this through just, just some flat, yeah, it's really it's pleasant. just it's muddy i mean it's, it's, it's wet uh but it is just normal any kind of woods where again i i believe 100 that their vehicles are parked on a main road no more than 100 feet from the spot like they as soon as, as soon as they have like tree cover that kind of seems like woods they say like okay here's here's where we're going to shoot and they just kind of tromp around that little tight area and almost um, kills them <laughs> and it's it is extremely dangerous when you do see them climb a hill or like have to climb up a, a little bit of an incline they're so like shaky and unsteady that it looks like taking me out in the woods like i'm not a woodsman and it, it's it's like clear these people who again claim to be in the woods 200 days out of the year it it all feels foreign to them like they don't know how to navigate it that is the like the thing with Buck falling in the water, I, you would think that would be like a comedy beat, but it's 
like this guy's never walked across an ankle deep creek before. Well, yeah, what it doesn't seem like what happens is they they're coming across and Buck falls on his ass in the creek, and they, they go Buck down and they they almost laugh it off. And then he starts walking again, and he falls in the creek again. The same creek, like almost immediately. And then Trapper, with genuine concern, says, don't strain your back. <laughs> I, I believe I believe that interaction. I believe, like, yeah, like, you pro- you might hurt your back uh, falling in this creek twice. But they cut to Buck for his testimonial about how he fell in the creek twice. And he says... I'm a husky ninja. I'm going to wear that big foot out. <laughs> okay. It's, it's hard. We're, we I realize it's probably confusing how we're describing the scenario. It's because the way it's shot and edited, they are there, they encounter noises of, and then they claim a log was thrown at them that that's, that this is now they've established. This is a behavior of the Ohio grassman. He throws logs at you. And then they have to retreat across this Creek. Like that's the <clears> tension <throat> of the scene to get out of log throwing range. Right. And then while they're doing that, he falls down the creek, and it's like it should be like a sense of urgency, like like oh my gosh, he's he's you know we're trying to run away from the Ohio grass man, and who's chucking logs yeah, at us? Run and um and <laughs> and he falls, and then they do two separate testimonials in the middle of this retreat. <laughs> One of them is Trapper saying, "Well, we figured we needed to get out of log throwing range." And then later, yeah, like you mentioned, they cut after Buck falls for the third or fourth time. And now somehow soaked head to toe, even though the water is very shallow, that he falls and rolls around so thoroughly that he has <laughs> he is so completely he can to die in two inches of water. <laughs> and he says, I'm a husky ninja. I'm going to wear that big foot out. After the reason he's giving that testimonial, he says, I'm a husky ninja in, is because he fell in the same creek twice. Yeah. That's why he's I mean, doing this. From the Bigfoot's perspective, though, he tossed one log at them. And then one of them almost died in the water. Just trying to slowly leave. Well, this shit's this shit's gonna be easy. Buck <laughs> further explains, "I'm gonna go over there and strategize how I can kick this grass man right in the crotch. That grass <laughs> man's an asshole." Yes, yes, uh, no here, ground yeah, level it, enough for that. From this point, in the episode forward, Buck falling in six inches of water is the instigating incident that is, has has them just determined to now kill the they are now, It's not an exaggeration. They are now they, they now want revenge for him. They they will openly state this over and over again that they are out to get payback because they came onto its into its territory. It threw a stick at them and then and and Buck, Buck fell in the water and, then, and now this thing has to die. And then Buck fell in 2 inches of water twice. Uh, now we got this we got to avenge uh, Buck, even though he's right over there. This is how World War One started. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. Threw a log at Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Fell yep. in fell in that creek so many times he died from it. <laughs> yeah. They are not here to study the grass, and they are not here to capture to take it back or show it to a university. No, they're here to kill it and wipe it out, Just and then urinate out. on its corpse. Fucking blow that motherfucker away. So we cut to Wild Bill and Willie's trap shack. Uh, and Trapper has some impeccable logic. He says, you saw that he kind of walked hunched forward. So if we dig a pit, he'll fall in it. <laughs> this is 
spectacular. <laughs> Everything that occurs from here on out. There is <laughs> such a good episode. This is everything that happens because it starts with they've established early on. And again, I realize things like the measurements of the creatures are different every time they cut back to somebody. So they made a big mistake in the in the early part of the episode saying this thing was between eight and nine feet tall, a thousand pounds. Yeah. Because that means eight, nine feet tall, it puts its arms up over its head. That how tall is that going to be now? 15 feet, whatever, like it's, you know, you've seen a Bigfoot, like it's big. So when he says, we're going to have to, the only way to catch this thing is a pit trap. You've got to be picturing like a freaking diamond mine. <laughs> like this, that is Ooh, not yeah. a minor, a minor pit trap. That's going to catch something that with its arms extended can be 13, 14 feet high and presumably can jump like any creature. But Bigfoot, you know, you assume this thing is not, like an elderly man, it's it is powerful. They specifically say he says he specifically says so twelve feet deep, <laughs> which would not in any way be be significant. Like that would not be suitable to catch a creature that size. But spoiler alert, they are not going to successfully take a twelve foot deep hole. That's a deep hole. That, that's a serious hole. Like that's we'll get to that. It only gets funnier from here. He, he's banking on Bigfoot not being able to do a pull-up. He can't even um, do one. I've seen him. So Willie is now real concerned about renting an excavator. He's like, well, I'm going to have to rent an excavator for that. I'm like, maybe there's a reason they won't let him rent heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what it could be, but he has to use, says, well, you'll have to let me use your credit card. And now we do a fun comedy beat where he's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff. And, and Travis like, no, no. No, I'm going to get receipts. I'm going to check them. And then he still gives the meth trap artist his credit card, (laughs) (laughs) which is the unwisest thing I've seen anybody do. just told him, I'm going to steal from you. I'm going to rob blind. And what Trapper's line that he says about it was, don't make me hump up like a dog shit in razor blades. (laughs) Okay. That was was going to be my quote of the episode. I will pick something else. No, you can pick it if we say it. Like, it's fine. (laughs) I feel like he's saying that to become the quote of the episode. He, like, knew we were doing this. Yes, we we have to pick a quote from the episode. We'll probably get to all the great quotes. You can call dibs now. Uh, But I don't know how you're calling dibs this early because there's so much. So we get to our next witness, who is a guy named Moon. (laughs) Uh, he is a 50-something prospector, of course, with interesting headgear. Uh, he, he was out here, camped out at 2 in the morning when he heard something screaming in the woods. And he says, sure did make my butt pucker. Uh, and he describes what, it, what just strikes me as the craziest fucking thing that's happened so far. He describes Bigfoot, the grass man, I'm sorry, hooting and hollering, sprinting down the side of a hill, and launching itself off. Now, he doesn't specify a cannonball, but I have to assume a cannonball. Oh, yeah. It launches itself off a, a high bank into the water. <laughs> it's just to just make a bitchin' cannonball. He runs down the down the hill hooting and then fucking books it into the water like he's running from bees. Uh, and Moon, they ask him how tall he was, and Moon says, oh, about six feet. <laughs> uh, could have been a yes. guy. Could have just uh, been a guy. They... <laughs> 
You are. This is why it starts to get so funny with them trying to build. Because again, if this were real, and I'm not saying it's not, <laughs> we can't we can't prove that. Can't prove it. In the event this is real, making this trap not deep enough means somebody's going to die. Yes. Like they initially described this as a creature that could tear a man in half. <laughs> I mean, a, a nine foot tall, thousand pound creature. You're not going to win a fight against that thing. Even if you were in superb shape, yeah, it's a grizzly. Even bear. if you were like yeah, an American Ninja Warrior champion, you're not going to escape that thing. Let alone these guys <laughs> so, <laughs> who died in know. a creek, just barely. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the idea that they are so far off in their estimates, one way or the other, I don't think. I'm surprised they didn't do a second take with this guy. Where they at least cajoled him a little bit. Like, well, he could have been, couldn't he have been a little bit taller? Like, it's hard, probably hard to say from this. And some people are saying he's eight or nine feet tall. Could he have been that? But I just imagine the guy just kept coming back saying, no, no. six, six, probably. Six. <laughs> now, this being dark and him hooting and hollering and doing a cannonball into the river, are you sure you didn't just see a drunk guy? <laughs> could you have maybe just seen a drunk guy? And in fact, what about this indicated that it was the Ohio grass man at all? At all. (laughs) Right. If he's six feet and it's dark, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Other witnesses, you expect what they're the way that this escalation goes. Other guys have video tracks, fucking Bigfoot semen samples. That's the end (laughs) of this guy's story. Yeah. Another suspicious thing about this guy. He kind of had beautiful hair. Like he's the only man they've ever met that shampoos. And I thought that was suspicious. Like he was. A that's pot. his interesting headgear. Yes. That's, that's, that's how you can identify gear. him. And then he, he led them to a second location, which I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't follow this guy to a second location. These guys don't have like my sense of danger. I wouldn't invite these guys to a second location though. Like, that, to be yes. fair from both sides, you are, everybody's getting murdered in this equation. So here's this man with beautiful hair saying, gentlemen, come with me to a second place and I'll tell you whatever story you want to hear. Sure. Yeah, I saw Bigfoot. I Jumped out. Yeah, six Sasquatch. feet tall. Whatever, whatever. Nine, whatever. Whatever you guys say. Just <laughs> So that, that, to recap their plan, just a big old hole. So it's back to Willie digging a big old hole. He's working right. the excavator and he keeps stopping because he's certain... The grass man is watching him excavate. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A couple of details here. One, he has come back with this tiniest excavator. He got the biggest one that he could afford before he tapped out the limit on Trapper's credit card. That it is not an excavator that could dig a 12 foot tall deep hole. Yeah, like it's it backyard, it's backyard renovation. Yeah. It's a backyard little dinky one. You would let your children play on. Like this is the excavator that, that Sean would rent for his daughter to, to dig in the backyard with on her birthday. Yeah. Go put um, in a, a septic line, sweetheart. <laughs> so in the, while he's digging before he mentions he's being watched, he has already said that this, well, this, this pit's got to be eight feet deep. <laughs> so we're, we're downscaling it. of their witnesses said it can leap 15 to 20 feet. So like, I don't think it's deep enough. Already, you now have a pit that would be like trying to catch Sean Baby in a pit that's four feet deep. <laughs> if he couldn't do a pull-up. Right. If he, like, even if you, even if the lore was that this particular Ohio grass man was very old and very sick. It's like, well, this grass can't, this grass man's got, it got tuberculosis. <laughs> grass grandpa over here. Uh, Run the grass grandpa. That would, 
an eight foot trap, unless you lined it with spikes, which they're not going to do, would not, it wouldn't even like, that would just be part of the terrain of the woods. Like it wouldn't even see that. Like there are holes deeper than eight feet just in the woods where an old tree trunk, an old tree fell over and left a divot in the ground. Like that would not be unusual terrain for the Ohio grass man to, it would not know it was in a trap. It would just have stepped over an indentation in the earth from its point of view. That's, that's so great to me because they have no ability to go back and retcon something, something. Now that would make that trap make sense. I know we all have the benefit of foresight, but I feel like <laughs> I have been to the beach as a child. And so I can see the problem that we will get to with this hole immediately. Right. Yeah. But by the way, it is in these woods, everything is wet. It has been raining. That creek it's, it's, was it's like mud. They're running digging in with mud water. Right it's yeah, there's it's it's a rainy season. Yeah. Maybe we'll, oh, no, dig. we just gave away. See if you can solve the mystery at home, everybody. So he's being spied on by Sasquatch, which is watching him dig this hole. They know this now in in their fiction, like Sasquatch is watching him dig a big hole right there. And they're like, but they still go ahead with it. And they're watching. It must be for Sasquatch. If it occurs to him that that's a trap for him. Like if it it occurs to him, like, oh, is that for me? Oh, that's never going to work. This is hilarious. These are these the guys that almost died in the creek last night? What the fuck are out. they doing? Well, he's like turns to his wife. Watch this. I'm gonna throw a stick at him. They will fucking lose it. They scatter. It's so funny. Watch them. Oh, they'll try to scatter. They do their best. God bless them. Uh, so their plan now is that the grass man will try and fail to jump over it. That's what he says. Like the grass man can't resist a long jump. Why? It's part of his lore. Yeah, and and by the way, there are people, there are human beings on Earth that can easily jump over the right. pit they dig. Just regular people that can do that. I, I couldn't. I might have. That- like I forget what my record was so I can long jump, but it wasn't very much. So I, I think I could do it. What was it? Twenty feet two inches. Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, you eat very easily. You could. You it could wouldn't jump even over be a challenge. The traps are going to dig. So Grassman would just—they're counting on Grassman just being like. Honey, watch this. Watch this shit. Now Grassman officially in canon has a wife. Uh, honey, watch this shit. And then he just gets a book and start and leaps over it. They're counting on him not being able to do that with his, I swear to God, his stride is like eight feet. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got to bag it on, bag it on Willie's hole. Uh, we're off to meet our next witness who is t- just Tim, which seems a little odd. Uh, he has. Well, now hold on. Do you think they got some complaints or some notes from the first two episodes giving the witnesses wacky names we've had like seth like and richard and now tim joe well they had a moon this episode right we did have a moon so they're not giving it up completely Uh, and i in later episodes i don't think they do give it up completely but they start mixing in normals they're like all right some of them are just named tim uh he's wearing Tim's outfit yeah a wicker jimmy buffett hat (laughs) (laughs) like they're running out of identifiable hats (laughs) <laughs> yeah he also you won't believe this does a lot of gin singing yeah yep. i like his yellow jacket too he looks like the guy that hung out with curious george <laughs> his yellow jacket and his his bahama hat yeah. possibly tom bobadil um listeners uh if you are from ohio tell us is this ginseng thing everybody they run into it's like yeah we were out catching ginseng i didn't know that was ginseng i don't know what I don't know what they do with it. I guess they brew it in tea to 
or or is that slang that is jokingly referencing something else? Right. I was, at, I was out of my ginseng lab and <laughs> portable ginseng lab. Not the old one that blew up. Cause man, you gotta be careful with ginseng. <laughs> uh, no. And they, he has a photo of a footprint. So I don't know why we're downgrading to photos when we, when we're making this all up anyway, but it's a 15 inch footprint and Buck chimes in to say that'd make it an extremely large foot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a Shaquille O'Neal foot. <laughs> uh, so Jeff makes a square box exactly the size of the foot and says, I can't picture it. We need a foot to go in. <laughs> I love this so much. And then the worst thing not yet, that has not ever quite happened yet. to me occurs. Okay, Buck says, they say, what's your foot in there, Buck? And Buck says, no. <laughs> he says no to the improv. Which for the first, I think this is the first time he directly says no, and then they cut to a testimonial being like, I'm, "It's snowing, it's cold out. Besides that, I got little feet. Huckleberry's got ginormous feet. He's got a size 14 foot." And then the worst thing that's ever happened to Jason because they were trying to plan, they were trying to do an improv. We're razzing the rookie bit, but Buck has decided as of episode three, he's not doing the rookie thing anymore. Yeah. He's a caller now. Episode two, he gave up his skeptic role. In episode episode three, or he did the skeptic role. Episode three is just like, no, now I'm like, the whole thing is supposed to be like, ah, we're we're ribbon, we're ribbon buck, we're giving Buck a hard time, making him get barefoot out here in the snow, and it'll be a funny comedy will ensue. There will be entertainment for our TV program, and Buck's like, no, fuck you, I fell in a creek. I'm a ninja now. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So so. Huckleberry is like fucking fine clearly having this sprung on him he takes off his shoe and he's wearing a plastic bag over his sock and they all unanimously all at the same time go hillbilly waterproofing and he un unsheaths I can only say the most fucking terrifying foot I have ever seen in my life it's weird and thin he has I swear to god they're three inch long absolutely filthy toenails like the toe beds are bruised and irritated i he's got like a witch i would burn his foot as a witch <laughs> if i could and it's been it's, pickled too it's, it's in a bag well, just in it's, its own been pickling in a bag like if he knew he had to do this scene there's there's no way they would pick somebody else because once he took that foot out everybody was like fucking oh my god this is not funny anymore this is not a funny scene yeah Nobody comments on it. You would have to comment on it. See, and this is why I say Jason says they're all actors. I think some of them, I think Huckleberry is a hillbilly. You, that is a hillbilly foot. You cannot fake that. That is your, fake it. that's your hillbilly bona fides right there. If they, faded, if they faked it, they would have had to have set that up months in advance. It takes like half a year minimum to get a foot like that. <laughs> I think it takes a lifetime. Maybe a lifetime. A like yeah. That. Like, I just don't think you can like train for that foot. Even if you okay, let me, nails, that's a monster foot. Let me explain my thesis here. I am not from Appalachia, but I am from close to it. I am from not far from Kentucky in rural Illinois. So you meet people from there. There's spillover. Modern hillbillies exist and they drive those side by sides and they go in the woods and they do fun stuff. But they live in the modern world. <laughs> like, like they may have grooming habits of Huckleberry and they may do on in their spare time. They may go out in the woods and do, but 
they have day jobs as welders or drywallers or whatever. They, they're normal people and they just, you know, that is an impoverished area, but it's not impoverished in like we're catching possums off the highway and cooking them over a fire. It's we're eating very bad diets of fast food from whatever they've got, whatever fast food restaurant they've got and, and a lot of that kind of thing. So, yeah, these people are from rural West Virginia. I don't doubt that. It's just that they are playing the role of what they think, like to walk around in Ohio in a spot that, again, is probably within half a mile of the highway. It's like, well, there's parts down here where no human has ever been. Right. And they think this is like middle America, like normal people out in the suburbs think this, that if you get off the main drag in Ohio, suddenly your end, like dragons could exist. Right. When in reality... In that spot they're standing, they almost certainly have 5G coverage. Right. <laughs> like it's almost like even there, like it doesn't matter where you like they've, they, you know, they straight up have Wi-Fi in that spot. Oh my God. Bigfoot just texted me. <laughs> A species of life. No scientist had ever studied. Just airdropped me some images. <laughs> they've, they've established <laughs> fucking, I don't know what could possibly be established by having Huckleberry put his monster foot in this. And they all look at it and go like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and that's the end. That's well, what they, they again, someone, I believe at that this point, that's someone, well, he's got to be nine feet tall. Based on them looking at Huckleberry's foot in a box, in a square they drew in the sand. I love this so much. With a little to tape again, measure, they're like, look, because he his went in this far when he pushed down. So, like, if it went down this far, then that's got to be three times the weight. It's just the most napkin math like nonsense. Uh, yeah, because again, a thousand pound creature putting all that weight on one foot, that would make a very deep indentation. Probably. It would not make a little, tiny little whatever they did when they pressed something into the to make their their very bad footprints. Right. They may have actually taken wood and carved out a footprint shape, shape for this episode and oh. pressed it down. But it, it, it again, much for them, but it's possible. They e exaggerate the size of the creature to kind of overwrite, to, to reassure the viewer. Like, hey, we are not after a six foot four. <laughs> right. We're not Please, after a six-foot-tall swimming guy. Do not trust that guy. Does anyone remember what happened when we saw Moon? I just, I'm missing like six hours of time. He gave us these cocktails and then... Yeah, God forbid we should cut it from the episode, but we've only filled 23 minutes of footage <laughs> we need. For, for this 48-minute show. We need to zoom in on Huckleberry's foot for a solid minute. I know it's going to be traumatizing. The methodology was so good that... They actually got the creature's height from this as well. They're like, they, they measured it with a tape measure, the, the hole in the dirt. And they're like, oh, this, he must be nine feet tall. So like, yeah. it's scientifically verified. He's nine feet tall and, and 900 pounds now. They verified yeah. it because he's three times the weight of, of Huckleberry, who is right. very coyly saying he's 260. Uh, <laughs> so so they, time, to, time to jump to the, to the meth shack here, to Wild Bill and Willie's trap shack. Uh, Willie rolls up on his cute little excavator and he finds the hole is entirely full of water <laughs> because it's been <laughs> raining. And his shock and despair at discovering, again, while he was digging it, there were rivulets of water yes. running into it. It was, it is very wet. The ground is saturated. It, it's, there's standing water everywhere there can be. The, the, uh, the sadness he expresses and realizes because again, this obviously means they're all going to die to the Ohio grassland <laughs> because their one hope of catching him. They built it a hot tub. There's no there. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
has, to be clear, it has filled completely <laughs> the top. I do believe this was the unscripted part of the show that they thought that hole would just be a hole when they come back because right. they don't have like they don't have all the way objects permanent. Of course they did. They absolutely were certain that they could leave that overnight and come back to finish digging the next As it's day. It's pouring again, rain. It's pouring rain on them the whole time. To remind the listener, he cut the project short because he felt like the grass man was watching him. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we'll come back tomorrow and finish taking it <laughs> when he's not here stalking me. I flash back to that first episode when they showed us as he was building that box and they showed us an entire piece of notebook paper full of hillbilly equations. <laughs> I flash back to him like just writing down on a, on a hillbilly chalkboard, which is a, I don't know, a piece of cardboard or something. And he's just writing down all of his equations. And at the end, it's just water with a question mark. <laughs> Does it exist? Does it? Can what, prove it? What does it mean? Oh, here's what it meant. So he tries to he tries to bail it out with the excavator. <laughs> it does the, nothing. The second saddest thing I, I, I've seen in this episode, in an episode full of it. Because he's driving like he's not even driving away. He's just turning to the side and tossing it down there where it goes back in the hole. What is an excavator if not a giant spoon? <laughs> Again, even if if hypothetically, if if Sean had his children use this toy child excavator to dig a hole and they came back the next morning to see it was full of water. And if you watched his daughter try to excavate the water out of the hole, he would feel <laughs> some disappointment. You would you would, would turn your phone on for a funny yeah. video, but yeah. you would also that be would like be how you get on TikTok. <laughs> so when they all show up and I swear to God, they actually did film the moment. Like I, I believe this is, this is a spontaneous moment where they show up and see that it's full of water because he's pissed off. He's like, what the fuck is this? And Willie immediately says, well, that's quicksand at the bottom there. <laughs> he's still going with it. He's like, it's good. It's even better. It's quicksand. Tra and Trapper even starts to go like, no, you got to drain the hole. Like you gotta, you gotta, but then Bucks chimes in and is like, yeah, yeah. The mud will stick him. It's better. This is better. This is better. <laughs> they actually jump in to try to save him. And then they all, you see them all win trapper over to, to where he's like, uh, fine. Yeah. Okay. This, this could work. All right. I guess we're doing this. It's now, we, it's now a Bigfoot hot tub and he'll, uh, he'll fall asleep. I guess. Who is all this for? Like, imagine a viewer who was like on board with one or the other. Oh, this is, this would never work on a Bigfoot. Or the viewer who's thinking, oh, they got to get that water out of there if they really want to catch the Bigfoot. Like, it's just for nobody. It's for the person who said, yeah, yeah, that is better. That is a quick, that is a quicksand trap. That's what that is. And to be clear, this unfinished hole is full of water. It's no more than four feet deep. Right? That's all the further he got before having to quit and go home for that day. Because again, that, that machine obviously cannot dig a 12 foot hole. It would be a little bit of a challenge for it to dig a six foot hole that is like, like it doesn't go down. Sheer, 12 feet. Yeah. Um, it's like sheer on both sides. So he got down about four feet and then water came and filled it in. So they now have a four foot deep mud puddle that again, within that woods, there are natural four foot deep piddle puddles of mud that we know the grass man has not gotten stuck in before because he would still be there. Now here's the, here's the thing that I thought of while they were explaining this, according to their fiction, because they don't say, well, I only got four feet. 
they say this is this is like I believe he says it's at least an eight foot deep hole. It's not. It's not. But that's what they say. That's what they Shit. say. And now that it's full to the brim with water, Bigfoot is going to stick in the bottom two feet of it, which are all mud. So they're going to just drown Bigfoot. <laughs> <They're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> for for getting buck wet. Yeah. This is that like that their rat cosmic, trap. Their cosmic punishment. Okay. You, um, now. you dunk our friend. You see how you like our Bigfoot dunk tank. But the best part is about to happen. So what is the next step in laying this trap? Uh, so he says, well, that's quicksand at the bottom there. Of course, we're going to turn this into a mud quicksand trap. And now we have to build the cover for it. So they bring in bamboo uh, and we have Wild Bill hacking at the bamboo wildly with a machete. And I think I believe it's Buck who says you could be in a samurai movie. Like, you know, he's just a fucking maniac. He's just going crazy. And they even cut to Willie at that point to to find what I imagine is like, it's got to be the West Virginia equivalent of bless your heart, but for explaining meth heads, because he says Wild Bill he has an energy level that's like way up here. He is just, and I quote, he is just on a wild man on a mission. <laughs> Wild Bill has an energy level that's right up here is another quote that I had set aside. To yeah, something very so, nice. That's because that is a very that is clearly everyone in that space knows it is code for something. For he took too much today. He's gonna be a lot. And we cut to a short montage of Wild Bill's high energy fucking everything up. He's just like dropping shit, knocking stuff over. <laughs> they finally managed to pull the bamboos pulls over the pit and cover it with a tarp and then a bunch of sad leaves. Oh, no, no, stop. They cover it with a what? They cover it with a tarp. They, they cover it with a tarp. And their plan involves the Bigfoot getting his feet glued to the bottom of quicksand. <laughs> and they have covered it with a tarp. <laughs> so now you have created a scenario where even the, the, the viewer, the hypothetical viewer that is 100% on board with the fiction of the show, the mental image in every episode, to, to spoil it, I'm going to tell you right now, in every episode of the show, the mental image their traps create on your mind of the best case scenario <laughs> is delightful. It is so childlike yeah. and whimsical. Adorable. So here you have this nine foot tall thousand pound creature coming to the spot where he saw them digging a hole. <laughs> he saw it. But he watched it the whole now, time. <laughs> now sees there's a neat plane of leaves there and thinks, oh, those strange creatures, they filled in their hole. Thankfully. <laughs> Yes. I will just walk. I will attempt to jump over it. I don't know there's a hole there, but I will try to jump over it. So that's part of the plan. And then it's Bigfoot long we'll jump. Will accidentally it. land in the exact middle, but now he has a waterproof barrier between him and the quicksand. The, the tarp will lower and create a nice pool liner yep. for this mud pit. They've So now he's just standing in dirty water. Those assholes up got me. His, they got me good. Up, I'm like, I'm all his, wet. Water. A, up to his abdomen a, on, a, on a tarp that is protecting him from the quicksand. D do you see my issue here? That I feel like they, 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 with a few minutes of explanation, they could have come up with something. <laughs> they could have just cut away while he was still <laughs> digging the hole and said, like, 
yeah, that's 16 feet deep. Like, you know, it's not with that little excavator, but they, yeah. you could, you could do almost anything except for a show in excruciating detail, every single way you failed in order. And then, yeah, and they then showed the Wild end. Bill come out with like mud up to his elbows. And he said, ah, I did it. It's 16 feet deep. He'd be like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's ticky. Yeah, to he's high energy today. <laughs> Everybody watch out. Speaking of that, Wild Bill shenanigans are not over. They they cut to him just kind of a short montage of him fucking everything up because he's got high energy. And Wild <laughs> Bill says, as they're finishing the, the pit, he says, he definitely comes out on that. Hey, his old hide belongs to us, brother. And then he hits himself in the leg with a stick. And they, need to, they need to go gather some leaves. So they call Wild Bill. And Wild Bill is halfway up a hill just gathering huge armfuls of moss. And they say, like, Wild Bill, you're going with Willie because he's the one who can fucking handle you when you're like this. And he just turns immediately like my dog hearing the fridge open and starts running down the hill, loses control of his feet and comes within like an inch of flying headfirst into the trap. And he would have died. I believe he would not have. He would be one of the creatures on Earth that would not survive that trap. He would be wrapped up in that pool liner, unable to thrash out. Thrashing wildly, though. And I do not think, unless the camera people are extremely competent, like first responders, I don't believe anyone at the scene would know how to rescue him from that situation. How many times in his life do you think Wild Bill has accidentally wound up in a man trap? <laughs> I'm I bet it's not his first Set time. Out of, seven out of eight of every man trap they build. <laughs> That's a Wild Bill. We got Wild Bill again. I don't know. You got fucking squirrel out in the sun. You got coyote wrecked. What am I supposed to do? It's I was caviar. gathering moss for the pawn shop. I am almost out of meth. Cut all that. Woo. So Wild Bill's expla- explanation for this is, that's the old Marine on the job, bro. I yes. don't know, but nobody, even Wild Bill, doesn't even have a guess at what that could possibly mean. Uh, they set up a trail cam, though. Uh, and, I've never and, met a Marine who just runs into the woods to gather moss and then almost falls into a trap. That's just not a normal thing. That he's constantly for. shouting "Oorah!" like uh, he's like he's an old Marine. Yeah, that's. And right. I would love to see if we could find out if he actually was oh, a Marine. I would love it if it was a stolen valor situation. There's no way. There's no way he's a Marine. He's a Marine. Uh, one of the things that you know a Marine for is discipline. Do you think Wild Bill ever learned any of that? So we're on our night hunt, and Trapper explains. We're basically going to intimidate Bigfoot, <laughs> and that's their plan. Uh, so they split up into teams, uh, just like usual. And he's and Trapper says, uh, "Bill, don't get rambunctious." You In know intimidation, what, you just know exactly what that means. That means, yeah, Bill. Fucking, I just like you. It's been two hours. We know you're coming down. Don't top up yet. Top up when it's time to fight the Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, so Trapper starts banging on a tree, uh, which is how they're going to intimidate Bigfoot, even though Bigfoot taught them that. Right. Like, in that first scene, Bigfoot was banging on a tree. Failed to dig a hole and failed to cross a tiny stream. And that's all he knows about them. He's watched them almost die in a stream and build him a lovely bath. Yes. I'm going to use that later. That's great. A cannonball straight into that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Trapper's banging on trees. Jeff has his thermal. Uh, Wild Bill finds another track. Willie gets really excited here about the track. Uh, he says it's the first time he's like found something like this. I like. I'm starting to think maybe they didn't tell him. <laughs> like maybe he's the only one they right. didn't. 
and he's just gonna be <laughs> gonna be hard because he gets really excited that he gets to find the track. He's like, I found the I found the track. He's just gonna his little heart is not gonna take it when this podcast comes out and he finally understands. <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? We've been out there at night. I heard. I heard him. Now, now what? Now what happens next? Is that out here in in again? I stress where no human being has ever set foot. Right in this ab- too deep. abandoned holler, they find the thickest brush they've ever seen, and they try to push their way through it, and they come across an old house. And I, when I watched the episode, I said out loud to my room, please let that be the Ohio Craftsman's house. I I swear to God, I did the same thing. I said, is that fucking Bigfoot's house? Are we going in Bigfoot's house? And it turns out it is. They say it's probably an old moonshine shed. Just then Bigfoot howls because this is his house and he doesn't want them going in his house because I guess he makes moonshine in there and it is delicious. It's, it's prime, it's prime ape shine. You won't find the better. And to confirm that it's his house, they do find a Bigfoot nest, built, which is a small pile of sticks in the corner of the room. The he built a nest inside the house. Like with straight up insulation and windows and everything. Like there's, It's straight up Bigfoot's house. I love this goddamn show so much. We found Bigfoot's house. And he's, he's mad that we're in it. And he built, a, he built a little child's a nest in the human house. He built a child's fort inside of it. <laughs> and Buck says, it smells like sulfur. Bang! Oh, Something no. hits the side of the house. Everybody screams, wildly pointing their guns at each other. <laughs> and like, again, I just want to stress, if there was any chance those were loaded, every single member of this would have died by Absolutely. each other's hand by now. Every That's single true. one. You would have seen, the. they would have cut to commercial and cut back and Buck's brains would have just splattered all over the camera lens. And that would be like, they would be recapping. So up until now, Buck has been alive, but now he's very much not so. (laughs) Yeah. Although to be clear, if these guys carried guns on these expeditions, they would not have made it out of 2006 or whatever year they supposedly started doing it. It would have been like one news blotter story from West Virginia where seven men were discovered in the woods <laughs> having all done a reservoir dogs about <laughs> each other while simultaneously every one of their yeah. plans at some point that has them all pointing as like trying to pinch or move pincer move this would be the best season of fargo if you okay. show them in the two minutes where they kill each other and then the rest of the season is just a detective trying to figure out what the fuck happened i think this might have been Bigfoot's house? That can't be right. <laughs> we also get a back-to-back, Sean. Uh, we did. We got that in one in last episode too. Hillbilly Felix. It they, it's impenetrable. They do, the, they do the back-to-back. Like, guess, back let's to back get back and Bigfoot. Like, call it out. Back-to-back yes. and Bigfoot track. <laughs> so, and here's also like God. My, there's so many good moments in this one. So, Buck and Willie ready their guns way too much, and Wild Bill grabs a big log <laughs> and that's his weapon because I think there's a reason why Bill can't have guns. He has sold all of them for meth. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the middle of this, while they were being ambushed and big and I keep, I realize listeners, we keep referring to the Ohio grass man as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Please. We are interchanging. It's the way some people refer to champions. These as monkeys. I guess just, 
Right. There's terminology that we're not being scientific in what we're calling it. But in the middle of this home being ambushed, when they are, they have are squatting in the Ohio grass man's house in the woods, and he's throwing rocks at it to get them to leave, uh, they stop and do a, an interview to camera about the situation, <laughs> explaining that they could die at any moment. I'm not sure if the grass man is just slapping the piss out of this house or what, is what Buck says. But they're just, they're giving the interview while he does it. And I love, I love thinking about if this is real and having a camera outside is Bigfoot just like whips rocks at him and looks in the window. And Buck is like, just giving an interview to the camera. He's like, what the fuck, man? Get out of my house. <laughs> He's really asking us to leave now. You can hear him right off camera. Kid build a fort in there. My wife's going to be so mad. <laughs> uh, while Bill says we on his home turf and he just does not like it. Because he, he has topped up again. God damn it, Bill. Yeah. He's getting, I'm sorry, he got rambunctious. He's getting a little his, too rambunctious. His energy is up here. Uh, so then they leave the house and then go back into the house. And then remember, because Bigfoot bangs on the house again. And they're like, all oh, right. And so they leave the house again. Oh they forgot that Bigfoot was mad and went back in. And then he was like, fucking get out. So they get out. And they made, uh, this is the whole, this, they made an episode out of this. And I, I love them for it. Jeff is on the thermal again. Buck is like, well, we should get away from that house. And they all do. They meet up with Trapper. And Trapper says, I seen him, guys. When that son bitch hit that back corner, his ass stuck out. I seen his ass. That's all I seen, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Failed to capture it on camera, unfortunately. That motherfucker Bigfoot mooned me is what, is what he said. I saw that ass. And then what do they do? They cut to a testimonial so Trapper could say, he bent over like that. His ass stuck around the corner of the building. And that's all I seen. Huh. End of testimonial. The <laughs> best 15 seconds of television that have ever been is Trapper, like a school child. Just, I seen his ass. And then <laughs> explain how it happened. Well, what happened was I seen his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so then is it after that when Trapper says, now it's personal? The grass man has messed with us for the last time. It's a, it's a little while out of that. After that, okay, I apologize. There's a there, we because we have to recap though what has happened up until now, including Trapper seeing a Bigfoot ass, which is the highlight of his life. Uh, there's another snap. They try to flank Bigfoot. Wild Bill gives a testimonial where he says, "This right here is my co whooping stick upside his head." That old grass man. I might have to give him a little attitude adjustment. Real fucking high energy i like how the plan has gone from this elaborate pit to like let's go bonk him with a stick that's we found his house and now let's hit him let's get wild bill real rambunctious and then let him loose with a log it's <laughs> against a creature that again according to their own folklore is yeah. nine feet tall and weighs a thousand pounds. <laughs> right. That's five men. That's the strength of five men. And the plan is now for you know. I, again, I'm not. I'm not saying that Wild Bill is not in peak physical condition, or that he doesn't have a right. lot of practice hitting things with a log. Yeah, it's one of the best. But even all of their guns, you would have to guess, would maybe not be effective against this thing for all they know. Like they have no reason yeah. to believe those shotguns are going to do anything. Well, Trapper says very regretfully. If I'd been a little quicker, I could have put one in his left hip. <laughs> I just wanted to. I could have at least just fucking wounded him. I could have hurt him. I could have shot him right in that butt, but I didn't. I'll always regret it. Uh, Trapper has the balls to say, in the history of the grass man, that's the second nest ever found. 
<laughs> a great bit of a great bit of improv. What a wonderful that bit he of pulls out of his ass. Like, see, that's how you do it. Yep. When you make up stuff, you've got to be like extremely specific. They did talk about the nests at the beginning. Like the first thing they said about the grass man is he loves to go out and build nests, but they only ever before this moment found the one. So they, he knows they at least they at least did have one though. So he had to be okay. Well, it's, it's the second one. Jeff catches catches the grass man on thermal. It's of course a distant blob that is not in the shape, but specifically not in the shape of a Bigfoot. It looks like a dog again. A dog maybe. <laughs> Kind of looks like it, it might even be a clip from the previous episode it's, that they did not have new thermal for this episode. They cut to it, and it's always somebody's dog, no matter what it is. It's always a dog on thermal, and they think we can't see it. Uh, well, Wild Bill gets excited, says, "I got a sight of him right here." The camera remains steadfastly pointed at Wild Bill. It never even tries to look at the Bigfoot. And now here's where Huckleberry. They cut to him, and Huckleberry says. He toyed with us like we were children. Now we're pissed. Again, it, it, we, I realize we'd be stating the obvious to merely recap the actions that have led them to this moment. But they traveled from out of state to the Ohio grass man's territory because a man saw it and a second man saw it go swimming. Yep. They showed up, tried to build a trap to drown it, <laughs> and then went to its house with guns and it threw rocks at the house to get them to leave. And they are now in a state of blind rage. <laughs> like this is a blood feud they have with the Ohio grass man based on its inexcusable actions that has taken. I think it's very appropriate that we're pausing to recap the podcast up until now. Uh, we I, should be doing I, it we, more often. We should be doing should it be more, more often. Theme. There should be 20% content it, of this podcast. It is rare that it's so clear when our heroes are the bad guys, like they're, they're just, they're nothing other than villains, like invading somebody's territory. They're digging up holes in his yard. They're breaking into his house with weapons. <laughs> into whose house? Into, into the grass man's house. Into Bigfoot's house. They're breaking into yes. Bigfoot's house. <laughs> they got past the security system, which was a some brush. They know this is an uninhabited hauler. Like this hauler has been forgotten by man. Low these centuries. <laughs> and Wild Bill is, still has his log, his co whooping stick, and he is running. He's gonna he's gonna stick fight a Bigfoot, is what he's gonna do. Oh, Willie has found more tracks, and then he says, Oh, it's crazy. You won't believe it. We just missed him. He ran right past the trap, which I guess is good because they won't they won't have to fake Bigfoot special effects too much. Right. Uh, but also in the fiction of this universe, if everything was real. Bigfoot was like, yeah, I know, you fucking assholes. I watched you build this. <laughs> he ran right past it, never even considered going in it. What I like about this is the the delusion, like you'll like, for example, the when Buck just falls into the water and like just can't walk. He he might die from strolling through the water. And he's talking about how I'm a husky ninja. Like it, he's demonstrated he can't walk, and yet in his mind, I'm actually more agile than a normal person. That's the level of delusion these men are dealing with. They might really think that they're hunting a Bigfoot. What if none of them know? What if they all think it's real? They're right. all totally genuine and it's the producers fucking with them. 
how just good like a show is this? Bonking on the side of the house. Yes, the producer is putting on a Bigfoot glove and grabbing them, and they're like, "Fucking Bigfoot, grab me!" He's put on. He found a. He found a Bigfoot, just the ass part of a Bigfoot costume, and mooned, mooned Trapper, <laughs> and it's all just producers, producers saying, making them thinking. That is not. Uh, there's a non-zero chance of that. Absolutely, it could I don't be think that it's as likely as a bunch of people just getting together to lie to us, but it could be that. For sure. So Bigfoot never even considered going in their trap because he watched them build it. And in the fiction of the, their universe, he watched them build it. So, of course. And then they all stopped to respect how Bigfoot outsmarted them. They're like, he ain't dumb. Yeah. No, no, no. He saw that trap. He ran right past. <laughs> Another trope of the show is every creature they run into. This is episode three. And the, cre- the creatures have outsmarted them twice. And then just not shown up the third time. They turned out to be dogs the third time. Right. Didn't exist and outsmarted twice. But but hold on. They, they made a trail cam. So they checked that trail cam. And you know yeah. what they got? A straight on, full on picture of Bigfoot. Right on the other side of that dirt pile. It's just a picture of Bigfoot. Like that's Can't done. Can't argue with it. We've been making fun of them all this time. But they got him. Yeah, we all remember seeing this picture when like the huge news broke around the world. This is how we know. This is how we know about Bigfeet. Uh, this is how the Bigfoot Wars began, of course. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's a it's a gorilla costume. We said that at the start. It's the gorilla costume they based that CGI off of. Uh, they bought it from a from a prop store and filled it with leaves or something and propped it up there. It's the deadest looking thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, and then they say, oh, that was the first frame and he was out of frame before it could snap again. He's just that fast. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, we used the world's worst camera to capture once in a lifetime footage of Bigfoot. And by the way, another time when I have real beef with the production of the show, how much effort would it have taken to in that photo made it look like the Bigfoot was jumping over the cliff. <laughs> if he was long jumping feet. it with them big thighs, yeah. and you know why he's he just got them big his, thighs. No, you just saw his feet coming down the top of the frame. Oh, God, that'd be so and funny. And Wild Bill, like, ah, that's his feet up there. He jumped over. He jumped over the but trap. Some bitch can jump 85 feet. I saw him do it. <laughs> well, come get me. I fell in the trap. <laughs> I fell in the trap again, boys. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm caught up. I'm caught up in something. It's it's the car. You're trapped in the back seat of the car. It's the seatbelt. Just just hold still. No, hold still. You're that? not I'll hit helping. You with my log. So, so Trapper says we struck fear in that some bitch's heart tonight. He ran from us. So I'm like, amazing. Why are we terrorizing Bigfoot? We have never established why we were we were we'd set out to terrorize. Well, like we set out just to terrorize him, not even kill him, not wound him. Our job, mission accomplished. He's fucking scared. We know. (laughs) As if that was mission accomplished. And again, all you need is a two-minute interview with a local saying, well, the grass man's been getting closer and closer to our territory and our our land year after year. If somebody just scare him away, you know, just put the fear of God in him. As long as he stays in his territory, we'll be fine. But, you know, he can't be coming out here messing with our livestock. That's it. That's all you need. And then, hey, we put a scare into him. He won't be coming back here. Mission accomplished. But they don't they don't circle back and do things like that. Some okay, this show is so obscure that it is almost a certainty 
somebody involved with will, with it will find this podcast and will listen yeah, to it. Probably. And if you're listening to this, you can take all of these ideas. You can have yeah. them. Use them. Go ahead. Hey, I, I, I'll give you another one. You know how we saw them try and fail to build a trap for the grass man? Wouldn't it have been funny if it had turned out that he had put that house in the woods as a trap for them? (laughs) (laughs) The grass man successfully executed the plan and the the grass man like captured them on it's much better. If he captures them in the same the same box. (laughs) He built them a box and they they stepped on the pressure plate. And we end the episode with them just all looking dejected in a box as Bigfoot laughs off screen. <laughs> That's the perfect episode. I'll g- give you another one. The previous episode, the uh, the 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 Devil Dogs in the beginning, when you speculated that it lived in a silver mine, or was that the Wolf Man that lived in the silver man silver mine? Does it fucking doesn't matter? matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. At the ending. You can come to the conclusion that that probably old prospectors used to dress up in wolf like hides to scare off people from the silver mine. Wait, that's Scooby Doo. You Scooby Doo the silver mine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and say and say like, oh, you know, all we've done is caught these few dogs, but we've discovered something much more interesting because we've discovered these old furs and hides in the mine. We think that that was people. You know, they created that legend to scare people away from their silver. That's kind yeah. of interesting, or isn't it? you could explain that they're they're genuinely used to be uh, wolfmen, but when the silver mine ran out, they had to get jobs, and they slowly evolved into huckleberries, and that would explain those horrible feet. I wouldn't mind a hot girl. You'd have like a Daisy Duke type every episode. She could get mysteriously disappeared by the end of every episode. Hot big. Have foot? any women shown up in this show through three episodes? No, no. not a one. Absolutely not. So this doesn't pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> you're, My right. God, you're right. This might not be feminist television. Um, as a as a sneak preview of episode four, which I've not seen, but I'm aware of, they because it's not like a teaser for it. They do note that it's it's. I think it's uh, Willie. They're saying that it's his farm that's being terrorized by whatever the creature is, and that it's like messing with his chickens or something no, or his, it's his pigs. Personal, but I, they, I one hundred percent believe they got a note back when they watched the cut of this episode saying, "Hey, you need to justify your vendetta against this creature." <laughs> the note was just, "Why kill Bigfoot?" Yeah, you're not explaining why you're so mad at it. And you keep saying things like, you know, now now it's personal. You're kind of playing into a stereotype of people from that region that if you walk across the corner of their property, they will shoot you just just to have an excuse. Huh. That's weird. On that note, let's figure out our favorite quote. I can't I can't imagine a world in which it's not unanimous, right? I mean, I'll let you go, but it's I know what it's got to be. Sure. I will. I'm going to bow to your judgment. Say it is the Bigfoot ass thing. I seen his. Because, a, I again, seen Bigfoot's ass. <laughs> that is a bit of improv that he just kept going. It goes yeah. on for a while. I don't. It I can't imagine good. a universe. There are so many good quotes. I won't blame you for having a personal favorite, but the objective best is, I seen him, guys. I seen Bigfoot's ass. <laughs>